Welcome to the Mystic Lighthouse, your beacon for the paranormal. Each week we will explore a grab bag of different cryptid sightings, hauntings, UFO encounters, and various other true tales that are sure to leave you questioning, what are you willing to believe? Hello everyone, and welcome to the Mystic Lighthouse. On this week's episode, we'll hear tales of a smiling entity, disembodied voices, UFO encounters, and a mysterious shadow creature. All this and more on this week's tales from the Mystic Lighthouse. Our first story is from Chelsea, and she tells us of her sighting of what can only be described as a UFO. Hey, I really appreciate you letting me share my experience, and this is a story about the time that I saw a real UFO. What happened was, uh, several years ago, my brother, who is four years older than me, his name is Ian, he um, was home from college, and so we were spending some time together, and we decided to go to the gas station that's just up the street from us and get some snacks and some cigarettes, because at the time, uh, yeah, we smoked cigarettes. And um, so we get our snacks, and we wanted to pull into um, a parking spot because our mom did not know at the time that we smoked. So we pull into this parking spot that's facing the street and we're just sitting there, we're smoking, we're eating our snacks. And um, I always remember that I got Yoohoo and Hot Cheetos, which is a very weird combination. I do not recommend, but I always remember that just because it sticks out in my mind from this story. And so anytime I have Hot Cheetos or Yoohoo now, I always think about what happened this day. And um, so yeah, anyways, we're just talking and I look up in the sky and I see five lights and it's the daytime so it's you know bright outside and you know we actually live well i live about 30 minutes south of atlanta which is kind of close to um hartsfield jackson airport and so we see planes all the time like planes are constantly you know going over our house and everything but it definitely wasn't planes because they were just sitting there like they were not moving and they were in a v formation so there was one two three four five lights in a V formation and I said Ian what is that and he looks up and we you know we're just kind of perplexed like what are we looking at here and then all of a sudden the top two lights zoom off and then zoom back really quick and they come right back into the formation and then the two middle lights zoom off and then zoom back and so they're in the V again and then right after that happened all of the lights flew off in different directions and then they never came back and we're like, what the heck was that? Like, what the heck did we just see? And so 
um, we ran or we drove back to the house to tell our mom and she was like oh it's probably you know just like a weather balloon or like something like that and it but it was definitely not that okay because planes don't do that weather balloons don't do that they don't stay literally put and they're not just bright, like bright lights almost kind of like stars or something in the sky and then just shoot off and then shoot right back into a you know specific shape or whatever formation I guess and um so we were just completely confused and my brother Ian he's totally he's like the kind of guy that does not believe in any of that kind of stuff he thinks all the kind of stuff I'm into is super lame and he definitely doesn't believe in like ghosts or aliens or anything like that and so not but not even he can explain what it was and to this day like he will corroborate my story because he was there and he'll say yeah I, I mean I guess it was UFOs because we have no idea what else it could be. And I googled, you know, you know, different things that it could be. Um, at the time, like this was, like I said, many years ago, N not 10 years ago, but you know, almost maybe like seven or something. And so people like during that time, people around here definitely didn't have drones for like recreational purposes or anything like that. And so it just, there's no way that we could have explained it. and to this day like I'm a hundred percent sure that I definitely saw a UFO that day and so since then I've you know been a believer and I um I'm just grateful that I got to see that because a lot of people that are skeptical or whatever never get to have like a cool experience you know that you know can can kind of tell them that what they think is true because you know if you never get to see anything you just kind of have to believe others or whatever but since I got to see it like I'm like okay yeah I know that something's out there and you know I'm really glad there is like I'm glad that I know that because I've always just been interested and you know I definitely think that we there's no way that humans can be alone in the whole entire vastness of the universe like that's just not possible to me to come and say that the reason a lot of people were asking why didn't you pull out your phone and or taking pictures or a video or anything like that and the reason is because um well at the time my brother had an iphone but all i had was a like slide phone or whatever and it first of all didn't take good pictures or videos and second of all this all happened in the span of like 30 seconds or something so there was the lights and then they went zoop 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 and then they all scattered and so there was like literally no time to pull out a phone or a camera and take a picture and also we were like just wondering what it was we were looking at and it didn't even cross either of our minds to like take a picture because I don't know we just didn't know what it was and we were confused and shocked and yeah so that's why we didn't take a picture and now it kind of makes sense to me like a lot of people are like well you don't have proof how are we supposed to believe you and it kind of makes sense why a lot of people don't take pictures to me now because you know, when, when you're in the moment, it just doesn't really occur to you, I guess, unless you're, like, you know, a vlogger or something to, like, whip out your camera. Well, at least it doesn't to me. So, that's why I didn't have my camera. That's why I don't have a picture. Just explaining that. So, yeah, I appreciate you letting me share my story, and I hope you enjoyed it. All right. Is it possible for an animal spirit to linger after death? Our next submission from Ken deals with exactly that. Hello, my name is Ken and here's my story. 
I was 12 years old in 1989, and my best friend at the time's name was Jason. Jason's parents were divorced, and his dad was pretty well off. Now, I'd only met his dad and been to his house a few times, and he was working on a bedroom in the basement for Jason. His bedroom was awesome. It was more like a video game room. So once they got it finished, Jason asked me if I would come and stay with him at his dad's house for the weekend. And I did. Jason's dad had two dogs, a black lab and a golden retriever named Augie and Max. These dogs were awesome. I loved them. The weekend that I went to stay at Jason's dad's, uh, we, we had a great time. We ordered pizza. We played Nintendo and Sega in his bedroom. He also had a couple of upright uh, old-style video game machines in his room. Now, his room was in the basement, and the dogs slept in the laundry room, which was right next to his basement. It was a night fueled with Pepsi and uh, pizza and good times. So, uh, about 2 in the morning, I had to go upstairs and relieve myself. As I did, I walked upstairs, I petted Augie, I petted Max, Augie followed me up the steps, I went to the bathroom, he waited outside the door, when I was finished, I came out, and the dog was gone, I walked down the steps, which was kind of creepy anyway, because his bedroom was in the basement, and when I got into the room, I, uh, told him that I thought his dog, Augie, had to go out because he followed me upstairs. Well, instantly, Jason burst out in tears. I couldn't figure out what was wrong. So I asked him, I'm like, dude, what is wrong? Why why are you crying? And he said, man, that was really mean. And I said, what was really mean? He said, Augie died last week. We had to put him to sleep. I freaked out because I knew I touched this dog. Not only that, but my hand smelled like dog. Anyway, that's my story, and needless to say, we didn't leave that room the rest of the night. Up next, we have Ryan, and he tells us, about the events leading up to a terrifying encounter with a silhouetted figure. Hello, hello. Uh, I'd just like to take the time to say thanks for the, the fellow that asked me to record this forum for his podcast and to anyone that listens. Um, so I'll start, I'm 28 right now, this is about 7 or 8 years ago I believe, I was seeing this chick, and her and her mom, her mom mostly were kind of in tune with the spirit world and like spirituality and all that stuff, and I'd never really believed in that kind of thing, and yada yada yada, fast forward, uh, probably about a month in or so, and um, Her mom started telling me things that she was seeing in her dreams um, about me that only I would know and my family would know. So it got me kind of interested in all of this. 
um, I guess that following weekend after she had been telling me some stuff about me that only I would know, um, we went and saw, um, I guess to meet like her other family or other side of her family or something like that up past Toronto, which is in Ontario, obviously. Um, and on the way there, we were all driving the mom and the dad in the front and then me and her in the back seat. And I just like openly just said like, Hmm, I kind of would like to see one of these apparitions or spirits or something like that. The, and then like all of a sudden the car fell silent and she didn't look at me, but she very quietly said, I wish you hadn't said that. And that really threw me off because it kind of like sketched me out a little bit, I guess you could say. And uh, yeah, so I didn't really think anything of it and uh, continued on with the visit, blah, blah, blah. Um, then we were coming home. It was kind of late. Um, we were coming back to her parents' house where she lived at the time because we were younger. Um, and I was saying my goodbyes, blah, blah, blah. And when I was leaving, she said, please be careful. I was like, mm. <laughs> like, what does this mean in that scenario? So um, where I used to live in my old hometown, uh, there was a road. It was called King Road. And it's, it's like, uh, it's like on, on the, on the escarpment, I guess you could say, and it goes up pretty steep. And then it's like a twisty turny kind of road. And on that road, there's only one street light and it's older. It's like, you know, those old yellowish type colored bulbs, not so much like the new halogen or led ones that you see on all the new streets. Um, but it's on this one very, very quick turn, I guess you could say. And it's, like, not on the road, but it's back a little bit. Um, all of a sudden, like, I started to tear up. And I'm like, what's happening? Wiping my tears away. Like, not for me crying or anything. It just, like that, just instantly started tearing up uncontrollably. And I just so happened, as I was turning that, that crazy turn, I looked into the distance and beyond the light I guess you could say maybe to the left of it it was pitch black and I could see a silhouette or something of that sort that was darker than that actual darkness of the night so me being a little younger blah 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 I started speeding home and as I looked in my rearview mirror it was now off off like the side of the road and on the road in the darkness but it was darker than the darkness itself so yeah i'm like i'm not looking back now blah 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 i get home about 15 minutes later kind of sketched out but i didn't really think anything of it i thought my eyes were just playing tricks on me um <clears throat> so i i'm doing my nightly routine once i'm home i got work in the morning i'm um, like brushing my teeth, washing my face, etc. you know, and I get a phone call from the girl that I was seeing and she proceeds to tell me not to look out my front window where the office would be. Um, 
And I'm like, why? What's happening? Like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I don't want to alarm you or anything, but just please don't look out tonight. Wait until the morning. Wait until, I guess she was thinking that the portal closed, which was, I didn't find out about this till afterward, but she wanted me to wait. And as soon as we hung up, said our goodnights, whatever, again, the tears started coming. And I was like, oh shit, oh shit. Uh, I'm getting goosebumps right now just talking about it. It's kind of weird. Anyways, um, so I wipe the tears away as best I can. They're still building up. And I go into the office and I peer out into the window. It's about 11.30, maybe midnight. And off in the distance, like four or five houses down, on the side of the road, like there's a curb where people put their, their garbage about that spot just off the side of a where the light would shine down in the darkness the silhouette again was standing there or like i don't know what it was but i don't know if it was looking at me i don't know if it was just a test or something but i never really toyed with spirits ever again after that moment and I never invited them into our world, I guess you could call it. Like, because I've never been, I've, I've been interested in the stuff, but I've never been invested in the stuff, I guess you could say. And that was just one of the moments in my life. The only moment, actually, that I physically saw something that did not make sense to me at all. But yeah, I haven't seen it since. And this has been seven or eight years later. Nothing. Talking about it is still scary, but I wouldn't say scary, but like sketchy because I get goosebumps still because it's weird. But yeah, I uh, hope you enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, don't invite people from other dimensions <laughs> or the spirit world into our world, please. <laughs> Cheers. Up next, we have Laws, and she tells us about some unexplained voices coming from her walkie-talkie at work. This is something that happened to me last year. I had a summer job working at a supermarket that was rumored to be haunted. All of the employees had these walkie-talkies to speak with each other. But one day, the walkie-talkies started picking up a conversation between two voices no one recognised. They sounded like an older man talking to a young girl, but the voices were too faint to really make out what they were saying. I know that walkie-talkies sometimes pick up random phone calls, but when I had them as a kid, it was something that would happen really frequently. The walkie-talkies we had at work never picked up any other calls, before or after. I find it especially creepy because of the history of the store. Two people were killed on separate occasions in the supermarket car park. There was a man murdered four years ago, and a teenage girl who was murdered 15 years ago. Their deaths are what led to the rumours of the store being haunted. I know there could be a logical explanation for what I heard, but I think it was something unexplainable. Our last story is from Filiberto, and he tells us about his terrifying encounter with a smiling entity. 
I've never had much experience with any sort of paranormal activity or will claim to have 100% seen an apparition. But I have an odd story from when I was a boy living in a spot my father used to own back in the day. I was fast asleep one night. It was probably one of the most comfortable sleeps I've ever had as a child, at least that I can remember, when I heard my name being called. It didn't sound sinister at all, more so like a parent trying to wake up a kid for breakfast or to get up and ready for school. As I woke up, I saw that it was still really dark out. I then turned my head and looked over at the closet, which was right by the door to my bedroom. There I saw what seemed to be a white disfigured face with a creepy smile and a white hand using its fingers to wave at me. Its body was a pitch black. At first I thought I was seeing things, so I rubbed my eyes, thinking it was just my tiredness in effect. I opened my eyes again only to my surprise. Whatever it was, was still there, scarily smiling and waving. I was in total shock. I could feel my heart sinking deep into the pit of my stomach. I wouldn't dare speak, call it out, scream, or try to wake my brother up in fear that this thing would come close to me and do God knows what. I used my blanket to cover up my entire body and pressed my back up against the wall for my bed. I would occasionally take a peek to see if it was still there. Every time I peeked, it was still there, standing in the closet, smiling and still waving. Eventually, I drifted off to sleep. I was raised Catholic, so at the time, going to church every Sunday was a must for my parents. And yes, that included saying a prayer every night right before going to bed. I guess in a way, this was sort of like a protection against any form of evil lunging at us. I eventually told my parents about what I had seen, and for the longest time told them I couldn't sleep without the closet door closed and the light from the hallway shining into my room. On occasion, I would ask my dad to sleep with me just so I wouldn't fear going to bed or staying up all night. I constantly had the worst nightmares any child would dread to have living there. And the series of events that played out in this property were a little too strange to be all coincidental. My uncles that spent the night at our house would oftentimes feel intense pressure on their chest as they slept. I remember my parents even calling a priest to do a blessing of our house and a blessing of our family. Eventually, my dad and his brother were constantly fighting in this property. Alcoholism and rage consumed my father, and I used to always have health issues. Fast forward to when I was about 13 years old. The house in the front of our property caught fire, leaving two casualties at the top floor. This happened right after Thanksgiving in 2007. Eventually, my father hit rock bottom and had a wake-up call due to his alcoholic rage spells. When I was about 15 years old, my cousin's family moved into the spot where we used to live as we have moved into the unit right next to us. I remember my cousin telling my mom that her two-year-old daughter would oftentimes cry in terror, pointing to the same closet where I saw the figure and scream, No! No! While kicking her legs around. I then wondered if maybe she saw the same thing I did when I used to live there. We eventually got evicted from there and needless to say, we couldn't be any happier nowadays. But the disturbing memories of that spot will always stick with me. I guess it's just a lesson learned from a really odd world we live in. P.S. Sometimes I look the property up on the market and it seems like every two or three years the house constantly is on and off the market. The only ones who have stayed there the longest was my family. Kind of strange, I know. Thank you for joining me today in the Mystic Lighthouse. All stories submitted and narrated are purported to be true. 
The Mystic Lighthouse is produced and narrated by your host, Bo Carver. If you have any stories you would like to tell, you can submit them at themysticlighthouse at gmail.com. And tune in next week for all new tales.